Hello and welcome to the Wicked Things Podcast Stands Alone Story Series. Today's offering is called The Bad Day. In it, we follow a store owner who after making a mistake finds himself fleeing both the police and criminals. In an effort to save his family from promised death. The blue and red lights of the police force illuminate the small family-owned shoe store. Jason stands on the roof thinking about the series of decisions that led him to this moment. His eyes close and he finds himself back in his shoe store. He stands before the restroom mirror of his shoe store examining his teeth. He removes the toothpaste and toothbrush from the cabinet. Jason brushes his teeth until he hears a knock on the storefront door. He rinses his mouth. Jason through the storefront window seeing two gentlemen, Benny and Clyde, two thugs that work for Don Espinoza. They knock harder. Jason unlocks the door. Can I help you? They force their way inside, knocking him to the floor. Benny locks the door and pulls the blinds. Clyde pins Jason against the register. Take whatever you want. This is just a shoe store. We don't have much. Jason pleads. Benny pulls a revolver from his waistband and presses it against Jason's head. You know who we are? Jason swallows and nods in response. You know who we work for? Benny asks. Before Jason can respond, Clyde twists his arm behind his back. Jason nods. You're going to help us with a little problem, Clyde states. What? Jason replies nervously. We need to use your store for a delivery drop-off, Clyde says. Oh, okay. Jason nods as they twist his arm and jam the gun back into his face. Benny whispers into Jason's ear. You're going to pick up our package and deliver it back here. Then once we wait for the buyer to show up, if you start any trouble, we will kill you and your family, got it? Jason closes his eyes and nods. Jason asks, Why me? Clyde nearly dislocates Jason's elbow. Why not? Fine. Jason nods. Jason follows the directions the thugs gave him. His sedan makes its way into the wooded areas just outside of town. The directions lead him to a warehouse next to the dilapidated airfield tower. He proceeds inside. Jason stops outside of the warehouse and exits his car. As his foot first hits the ground, armed men in black uniforms surround his vehicle. Jason raises his hands and surrender. Whoa, I, I was sent here by Benny and Clyde? Espinoza's men? A female voice calls out from behind the wall of armed men. Yeah. Jason whispers and winces. He closes his eyes, expecting an execution. Open your eyes. He checks out. Stand down. The female voice announces. Jason slowly opens his eyes. The armed men move from Jason's sight, revealing a red-haired woman in a scarlet dress and heels. She motions for him to follow her. He follows her into the warehouse. Inside, they reach a semi-truck, its trailer labeled Blackwood Toothpaste for a fresher smile. 
Two men open the trailers as they approach. She motions to the cargo. Jason looks confused as he spots the small briefcase-sized box inside the trailer. That's it? They threatened to kill me and my family for this? Jason asks, confused. What's inside? Jason motions to the box. She shrugs. Jason exits and the men lock the trailer. Take the truck to the alley behind your shoe store. She states. Jason nods as the warehouse door busts inward. Jason leaps into the cab of the truck as a hail of bullets rip through the woman and her men. Jason slams the semi through its gears one after the other. The ancient semi-truck roars through the warehouse door. He pushes the truck beyond the airfield with armed men giving chase in two sedans. He glances in his side-view mirror as a bullet blasts through it. His determination to live and save his family drives him through his rising fear. His thoughts move to what the two thugs are doing to his family in the shoe store race through his mind. Jason's attention turns to the first of the pursuing cars as it creeps closer to the cab of the truck on the driver's side. Jason pulls the steering wheel, causing the trailer to swerve, slamming into the sedan, sending it into a telephone pole. <laughs> One down, Jason declares. Another bullet rips through the passenger side door and cuts through Jason's abdomen. He looks down and gasps as his shirt begins to turn muddy and red. He races through the winding roads and alleys. He looks into the mirror. Police officers have joined the pursuit. The chase car turns on its lights and sirens. Benny's warning enters his thoughts. The chase car announces, Pull over. Jason fixates on the alley behind his store. He jerks the wheel, and the truck slams into the brick wall. The police stop their cars outside of the alley. Jason stops the truck and limps to the trailer doors. Clyde rushes out of the delivery door. Jason turns to Clyde as a bullet takes him down. He unlocks the trailer and removes the package. Benny opens the delivery door as Jason barely avoids a swarm of bullets. Benny slams and locks the door. They can hear the sounds of police officers making their way into the storefront. Jason motions for Benny to follow him upstairs. They enter the living space. Jason stops as he sees that they executed his family in his absence. He turns his attention to Benny. Benny smiles and fires the gun Jason has hit. Jason strikes Benny with ease. The police bash their way into the living space. Jason runs through the roof access and wedges the door closed. He opens his eyes and takes in the sights and sounds of the police lights. He lowers his head, realizing that he will never make it from this rooftop. No one would ever believe him. Too much has happened. He raises his eyes and rushes off the rooftop as the access door rips open and police open fire. Holy cow. I don't know if I would ever be able to do that. I would like to think I too would move heaven and hell for my family, but sheesh. Either way, thanks for stopping by. This is the Wicked Things Podcast signing off. Goodbye.